Hello, GEO members and listeners. My name is Aysam Al-Kurghli, and this is the After Bargaining Podcast, a podcast on the ongoing bargaining between the Graduate Employees Organization and the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. I am joined with Carla and Nachi Keta, the lead negotiators of the bargaining session that took place yesterday on the 19th, ninth month of the year, 2022. Unlike bargaining sessions before the 25th of the previous month, this new phase of bargaining is rather momentous as we are starting to pass contracts back and forth. It is extremely important for members to show up and voice their concerns during the session's caucus. And caucus, what I mean by it is when we pause negotiations with the administration and the admin leaves the room for the union to discuss things privately. It's also important for members to show up to share their thoughts on the session afterwards. The union and the bargaining team, which is part of the union, is member-run, and we make decisions collectively. Showing up and stating your concerns is of utmost importance during the ongoing phase of bargaining. Now, like after every bargaining session, the bargaining team sends an email with a textual summary of the session. These podcast episodes provide some details and voice to the lead negotiators to bring up various pressing issues from the session and what members can do to fight for a better contract. Carla and Nachiketa will provide a summary of what the two-hour-long bargaining session included. But first, we would like to start with the discussion that we had in the last previous session when I was the lead negotiator with Sam, and that is the discussion of equity. So please, whoever would like to speak first, just let me know what happened in, in, ref in relation to that conversation of equity. In terms of equity, we started off our discussion on equity this session with the GEO's definition of equity, which, as listeners will recall, was something that Rob had asked us last time. And so I could read out the definition of equity that the GEO has. Here it is. The GEO recognizes that many groups of people have historically been and continue to be exploited and discriminated against based on race, ethnicity, color, religion, gender, sexual orientation, disability, class, or nationality. For us, equity is the implementation of systemic measures to provide people access to the resources they need to overcome this exploitation and live fulfilling lives. This is the definition of equity that we read out at the session. And then we went on to describe how various parts of our full contract proposal that we presented to the administration in March relate to this definition and how they support our definition of equity and how they take further our goals of achieving equity both on this campus and in society. I believe some of those examples have been discussed on this podcast in the past. But one of the examples that we touched on, which was something that came up in one of the previous sessions where Rob Craddock, the lead negotiator for the university, uh, asked us a lot of questions about our proposal for changing tables in restrooms. And so one of the things we focused on yesterday was on that proposal that we have and how that relates to our definition of equity. And I think Arla wants to say something more about that. Thank you so much, uh, Nachiquera, and thanks, Assam, for this amazing podcast that um, you and other GEO members put in to make uh, better outreach to our membership regarding what's happening in bargaining. And yes, that is totally correct. We had one of our members um, show up to the bargaining session yesterday who is a caregiver and a parent 
And they describe a very um, heartbreaking testimonial of how the university keeps practicing unequitable practices to graduate workers that are also parents, in which they literally had to use um, their own workplace, their own uh, a space at the university to change their child because they had to work when there wasn't any childcare available um, for her during um, the weekend of a holiday. And if the university were to have accessible changing tables, this wouldn't have happened um, to them specifically. Like they literally, and I'm going to quote this from the testimonial, um, when they were, they, when they had to change um, their children's diaper, they literally said, I cringe at the thought of the director, one of the visitors who frequents the building, seeing us with the poop oozing out uh, of her pants, of her, her daughter's um, pants. Um, and again, this could be easily um, arranged and changed if the university were to take seriously our proposal, which is significantly more equitable, instead of thinking that it's too expensive for the university uh, to put forward, even though we know that the university has received a significant amount of money in both their donor campaign and the recent um, exchange of over $600 million in terms of appropriation, so state appropriation. So we really hope that the university will take this seriously because higher education and employment for graduate workers shouldn't be only limited to people that do not have caregivers or people that are not parents. Yeah, and to add to that, I think, for example, having changing tables in restrooms, that's not a geo-specific thing. It's not just something geo members need. Anyone who is a parent needs changing tables and could use the changing tables that are there in the restrooms. So it, it furthers the process of making the, whole, the campus inclusive for everyone. And I really want to commend the grad student and the grad worker from psychology who came forward and gave this testimonial yesterday. I think uh, we really need people to come forward with these testimonials and to, to come forward and share their ideas and their thoughts because the administration believes that this proposal that we came up with, it was just me and Carla and a couple of other people who decided to demand these things, but that's not true. Our members want this. Graduate workers really need a lot of these things that we are proposing in our, in our new contract. And, and, our, and everyone needs to know that. The administration needs to know that and all, all of our other members also need to know that there are real people whose lives are being affected by what's in this contract. Right. And I think one important thing to highlight from that testimony is that this impacts directly the working conditions of a graduate worker. So it's not like an accessory or something additional that we're asking for. This is literally a graduate student who's working at her office, desk, and caring for a child at the same time, needing some accommodation, which is very, not even costly, a changing table in a restroom. So um, moving on to an, a, a new concept for our listeners, something called sidebar. And I know that uh, we have an avid listener, Rob Craddock listens to the, to the podcast. And so uh, myself, uh, as a note taker, and Nachiketa and Carla, we did this thing yesterday called sidebar. We can't speak much about it, but what is this concept itself? Like, what's the importance of it in the in bargaining process? So a sidebar is an off-the-record conversation that we usually have with the administration. Uh, and we try to figure out um, some of our questions um, in the sidebar, and we later bring it up uh, on the record so we can have it for our members. One of the things that the university committed to after the sidebar was that they were not going to present any proposal that would be less... Um, would be less in cost than the original proposal that they presented back in August 25th. So that is um, something 
that is definitely a victory from us in terms of our recent um, organizing and mobilizing of our members. Um, but nonetheless, as Nachiquera mentioned, and also um, we mentioned during the session, we really do need a proposal that will allow our members to get um, the minimum quality of life in terms of uh, things that we need, like wages and some more healthcare, but also other aspects of equity, such as affordable childcare, um, changing tables in, um, in, in important spaces at the workspace, more employee rights, because our, our conditions have changed significantly five years ago since the last time we signed our contract. Okay, so um, just to also the, the idea of the contract costing, which is something that's very kind of important for us to consider. So our contract, obviously, we're asking for a lot of things and we are entitled to them. It's not like us being pretentious or whatever. We It's for our working conditions. And so um, one w the things that we would like GO members to consider as we are s in this bargaining process is to think about like what are, w what are our asks and the costs of those asks to the university, including tuition waivers and fee waivers and that kind of stuff. And that was part of also yesterday's um, conversation in terms of their counter proposals and, propo and package proposal and so forth, which I highly encourage the listeners to tune into the previous ep episode to learn what's the difference between a package proposal and whatnot. So, um, it, and then when we came back from the sidebar, we had this very kind of, um, we'll get back to you on that, end quote, um, and that it was a lot of the time we're asking information requests from Rob. So one of the things that we really are interested in learning more about from the administration is the United Healthcare contract with the university. What is that about? So the United Healthcare is the insurance company that provides our insurance and the university signs a contract with them in order to provide insurance to employees, including grad workers. And this contract gets renewed every few years. Uh, this, they release like a tender or something and, and there's bidding and so on. And so what we want to know is what is the cost of this insurance to the university? Because currently what we're proposing is 100% healthcare for all grad workers. Uh, and especially one of the new things we're proposing is that if you had an appointment in the fall or in the spring, you should also get the healthcare in the summer. So, um, so all of that stuff costs money, and obviously we're not saying that it doesn't cost money, but we do want to see what, what are the reasons for the university saying that these costs are too prohibitive for them, or that, that this is too much. And we want to see what our members need from this insurance, and what, how do our members' needs tie up with the costs that the university is saying are too prohibitive. So one of the ways to do that is to look at the contract between the university and United Healthcare and see what the provisions are, see how much it costs to the university, see how much, how long this contract lasts because one of our other contract proposals is that when this contract ends and when the university is trying to figure out a new contract, the GEO should be involved in that decision-making process as well. Nice. And so when we moved on uh, from the sidebar and some questions, uh, in reference to the United Healthcare, uh, but also English proficiency uh, and so some other articles, we provided them with a new proposal that is mo that has a modified article. So our initial proposal that we provided in the third month of the year, now it's modified. Um, and 
one of the successes I think that we kind of tentatively have, but I don't want to use that word <laughs> tentatively, so we don't know if it's agreement yet or not, but it's like everybody shook their heads and they seemed like it's a good vibe, is the no strike, no lockout. But back to this kind of counter that we have provided, what does that entail? So here's, so to summarize the process so far, in March we presented a proposal, in August they presented their proposal. This time we presented our new proposal. And this new proposal, like you said, has some modifications. We've modified three articles in the new pro proposal, and including the article that you mentioned about no strike, no lockout, on which we have substantial agreement with the administration. One of the other changes we made was in the mental health care section. We sort of discussed this and we realized that what we really want is that grad workers should have access to counseling sessions when they need them. And so our new proposal basically talks about that grad workers will have access to it when they request it without talking about how many counselors the university should hire and so on. Right. Um, and so, and this is also very important because a lot of the times people think, oh, you're in grad school. That means you have figured out undergrad and you graduated and you're successful and you're a nerd and you're, you're, you're set, right? Um, and so how important is this uh, mental health care for graduate workers? It is extremely important. Yeah, I think all of us, most of us know of people who are struggling with mental health in grad school. Most of us are struggling with mental health in grad school. And this goes back to the, the earlier point about, about grad students being caregivers as well, which is that these, these kinds of experiences are, are invisibilized, where there is a narrative of, oh, if, if you are in this position, well, you obviously can't be this other thing as well. Whereas we all know that that's not true. Many of us have, are, have mental health concerns. Many of us have disabilities. Many of us need various different kinds of specialized care, such as gender-affirming health care. Many of us need parental leave, child care, and so on and so forth. And part of the, the purpose of this invisibilization is to explicitly exclude all of these groups of people from these academic professions. And so we want to counter that narrative, and we want to push back against it and say, no, everyone belongs here, and these are the resources that we need in order to succeed in these professions. Okay, so if you do have testimonials about the importance of mental health and you're a graduate worker at the University of Illinois, please write to us. Our info is linked in the, below in the description and also probably in the, in the G-E-O-L, the letter that we sent to all the members that you probably never read, but we hope that you do read them. Um, and so what is next? So today is Tuesday the 20th. What is happening in the next couple of days, Carla? Uh, thanks, Assam, and totally agree with everything that Nachiketa just said. Um, so we want to reiterate our members that it is very urgent for you all, if you have friends that are still not members of the GEO, to become a member, right? The only way we can guarantee a better quality of life is through the union, because if we have collective problems, as Nachiketa said, we all suffer from mental health. We're all struggling to make ends meet because we don't have a living wage. Well, we can't just individually address those solutions with our own departments. We need the union to keep us strong. So we highly encourage you to become a member of the union because by becoming a member of the union, you will see in detail our proposals. And as you mentioned, Esam, you will get to participate in the beautiful democratic deliberative process of our caucuses and raise your voice at times when you can't do that in your own workspace, right? So tomorrow we have a general members meeting, also known as GMM, that you can attend online tomorrow from noon to 1.30 p.m. If you want to attend online, the link is in the description below. 
Or you can also attend in person on Thursday from 5.30 p.m. to 7 p.m. at Shannon Murray with food. So you choose which is the modality that you prefer. And most importantly, on Thursday, we're going to give a surprise party to one of the most important institutions in terms of decision making at the University of Illinois system, which is the Board of Trustees, which are visiting to us on campus. And we're going to visit them um, early in the morning um, at 9 a.m. at the Levis Faculty Center. We highly encourage you to participate there. Um, it is very important for you to attend so we can show them that we're not going to go um, less than having a fair contract for all graduate workers. So we hope to see you at any of our events this week. And what's happening next week? Yes, next week we have another bargaining session. So coming now, October and November, we're going to keep having a significant amount of bargaining sessions as well, particularly in October. So our next session is September 27th from 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. at the Illini Union Room 210. It is very important that, that you show up. And if you would like to be like one of the graduate workers that Nachiketa um, said that gave their own testimonial, we really, really, really need your testimonial. We have seen that anytime we present testimonials to the administration, they're more willing to move towards where we want them to move. So if you have any testimonial, regardless if it's accessing healthcare, not being able to pay a living, not even being able to survive a living wage, or accessing your health insurance, please email barg at uigo.org, and it will be also in the description below, so that the university can hear us and can hear you demanding better working conditions. Right, and these testimonials, if you don't feel comfortable enough to actually be there and reading them out loud, or, uh, out loud and, and, and in front of members, you can write them to us, we can anonymize it, uh, we can protect your identity because we know that so there, is some, there are some people who kind of like don't want to be out on the scene. But also I wanna like highlight the importance of what Carla just said, and I said also in the last previous episode, and this is kind of like a concluding remark potentially, is that right now we are facing inflation, our contract that we that was you know granted in 2017 is different from now. The conditions that we're living in in the United States are very different, and so um, and I've heard some members in some departments, uh, sorry, non non members who say, well, yeah, I had a horrible pay, but now I talked to my advisor and my advisor gave me uh, an increase, and now I'm fine. And so now you are facing a collective problem, and you have sought a individual solution. So you have sold your own problem while everybody else is still struggling through that problem. We cannot think individualistically in the socio-political crisis that we're in, of inflation, increasing prices of housing, electricity bills, you name it. We need unions, and unions work because members support the union. If you are a member, and you know some peeps in your department who are not members, come talk to us, and we'll go and give them a chit-chat prep talk and so forth. This is what the union does. We need to increase our membership. So we tell the university that it works because we graduate workers work. Thank you so much. Share the episode. See you next week. Bye, everyone.